All right, research shows that optimism can help increase your health and your happiness, but does it help your business grow? Raise those pinkies because today we're gonna to be discussing everything about optimism for your business. Presented by Advertise Mint. The Duke of Digital will guide you through the rapidly changing landscape of digital marketing, social media, and how to grow your business online. To submit a question for the show, text 323-821-2044 or visit dukeofdigital.com. If you need an expert to fix your ads, the friendly team at Advertise Mint is ready to help. Visit AdvertiseMint, that's M-I-N-T, dot com, or call 844-236-4686 to grow your business. Here's your host, Brian Miet. All right, I am extremely excited today because we have a, a very special guest, a duchess in the, in the studio today. Uh, Alexandria Daniels, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having me, I'm very stoked. Woo -woo. All right, so I, I'm gonna do a quick little intro. This is my intro of you. Okay, Okay. so you are, uh, you've lived in Los Angeles for a while now and you're an, you've been an actress in numerous projects, but some of the biggest ones that you've been in, Mothers and Daughters with Sharon Stone, uh, that is the perfect Mother's Day uh, movie. Treat kind of a treat that you know you should watch uh, with your mom. Uh, you were in the TV series Salem. Uh, you have trained with martial arts like MMA, Muay Thai, Muay Thai? Yeah. Okay. And Krav Maga <laughs> since the age of nine? Yeah, varying, but yeah. Varying, okay, okay, so different ones there. And you, I'm gonna ask, do you have black belts? I have two black belts. What? Yeah, but interestingly, my mom actually outranks me now. What? She has four. So. so it's in the family. So in a, in a traditional martial arts style, she outranks me. Wow. Yeah. Do you guys ever fight? No. <laughs> <laughs> Only with our words. No, I love <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have a black belt in is, uh, is just talking. Um, that's, so you, you play the ukulele. I do. Um, and you've recently finished writing your first feature screenplay. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. It was really... Um, it's really challenging yeah, and not fun more often than it was fun. But now that it's done, it feels really good. I can, I can imagine because that's such a big project and such a big undertaking. Yeah. Um, but man, congratulations. Can you say anything about it? Or is it still most of the time when, you know, we have people on the show that are in entertainment, they're like, yeah, everything's hush hush until it's not. I can tell you, I can tell you this only because I know there's other stuff out there right now that's very similar. It's a female MMA fight film. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, all right. Well, <laughs> we will stay tuned for that, and we'll we'll probably we'll have you back on the show when it launches. Okay, I would so love we that. can talk about it, and then uh, maybe we'll get your mom on here too. And, <gasps> yes. Yeah, we'll do, <laughs> do some thumb wrestling or something that can can work on a podcast. All right. So the what I. My background with you is that we have um, done uh, multiple workouts at different gyms where our paths have crossed. Yeah. Um, and I think this is what's so fascinating, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show, is because some of the elements we're going to talk today, I think, are, are elements that are, you know, are very natural to you or that you've done very good in regards to being optimistic and things like that. But what you, in my opinion, are most known for... And I don't know if this is good or bad, but you did a commercial oh. <laughs> for the Discover It travel card. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing this is probably like one day of filming. Yeah. And that was it. You're in and out. Here we go. You know, moving on and nothing else. 
they have played that commercial like a bazillion times. <laughs> and every time I go into the gym, I'll, I'll, they have the TV screens up and I'll see it again and again and again. And it's like, even though I haven't seen you in a while, I'm like, oh, I see you every morning like, up on the, on the TV screen. Get rid of me. Like it is more, <laughs> exactly. It is more, I've seen it more than like the old Spice Guy or any other ones. And I'm, I'm like, very happy to you hear have, that. You have done very well. Cause I was like, everyone in America has seen you, whether they, they know you or not, but it's everywhere. So. Yeah. It was really, it was really, really fun. It was one day. I'm constantly getting texts from friends who are like, yeah. "Is it? Is are both girls you? I'm in a bet with my friends. Like, <laughs> look, like you have to tell me." So I've sent friends pictures, and now I wait. Are both girls aren't you? No. Okay. Yeah. There's another. It's two people think it's you because she has red who, hair. Yeah, and people who know me are like, "It's two different people." Yeah. But people who don't know me are like, it's the same. Look how good yeah. you are at, at acting. <laughs> at <laughs> both can, roles. That's amazing. You have a completely different like, voice in that other one. <laughs> I don't know how you did <laughs> you it. You crushed it. Like, <laughs> like, I just do both both parts and uh, we can all go home and the commercial's done. But anyway, it's fantastic. I, I love Thanks. it. It makes me smile every time I see it. Um, did I did I miss anything with kind of introductions or um, anything else going on? Not really. I mean, I'm in a play right now. Okay. That's been a really fun thing because I put into the universe that I this year I was like, yeah. I want to do a play. And then the producer from Salem was like, I'm a directing a play. You should come audition for it. And so it was perfect timing. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, how can people find you if they want to connect with you or follow with you? or? So I'm on Instagram at, at Alexandra underscore Ren, W-R-E-N. Okay. Like the bird. Like the bird. <laughs> <laughs> and what I love, one of my favorite stories, and this is probably, we've known each other for, I don't know, I said like five, six, seven, eight years. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, one of my favorite stories is I remember, it was back at the beginning of when we probably first met, and we were at, you know, one of these gym classes, because we've gone to multiple ones, and it's when we first met, and you're like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an actress. And I remember saying... Oh yeah. Well, if you're an actress, you'd be able to cry on command. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, and I start counting down. And I remember. Do you remember this? No. Oh, you you were like, mm, and your face got all serious, and you looked at me, and a tear popped out, <laughs> and I was like, oh, holy cow! It's it's real. That's amazing. I Great. was so impressed with that. Wow. Because you were like, yeah, challenge accepted. Hold on, mm, and a little tear. <laughs> Came out of your eye. Waterworks. I remember. I was like, man, that, that is really impressive to be able to do yeah. that on command. Do you know what? I had a teacher in conservatory who used to say, Pete Mattelliano, and he used to say, um, it's just waterworks, baby. It's just waterworks. Give me five seconds. And he'd like cover his face, and then five seconds later, he'd be sobbing, and you'd be like, what the fuck, Pete? Or what the <laughs> heck? I'm oh, sorry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you drop f ons all day. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I love it. And, and the other thing that, is a reason why I was like, I've got to have you on this show is in the very first episode of this podcast, I talked about what I thought was a huge failure in my life, which is when I wanted to start this podcast, mm -hmm. like five years ago, uh, it was actually four years ago, I could get hold on, let me see if I did date stamp on this. Uh, I don't have it here. But Wait, is this the one with your dad? Uh, what do you mean with my dad? Oh, was he on the show? Yeah. Yeah, there was an episode, but the very first oh, one, okay, okay. which I, uh, I, I talked about how I wanted to do this podcast multiple, several years ago. I remember reaching out to you. I don't know if you remember this because a long time ago. Uh, and I was like, man, I have this new podcast. I need help with an intro because I can't introduce myself. I remember that. 
will you come and help me? And I paid you all the money I had in the world at the time. <laughs> and I was like, I only had like a basic, basic microphone. It wasn't a recording booth or anything. And I was like, will you come and help me with this? And you have you heard, you've never heard it because I haven't, I have that clip. Oh no. You want to hear it? I mean, do I? <laughs> well, I think for me, because I played this to my team here in the office. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is what I wanted. When we when we got back together and we were like, we're doing the Duke of Digital, we're doing it every day. Uh, this podcast is now on full steam ahead. I was like, this is where I got to when I stopped. And they were like, thank God you stopped. No, 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 Enter. no. Because you, <laughs> you, you said exactly what I had written down. Like I was like, here's what I want the introduction to say. And I had picked my own music. And the team was like, um, yeah, Brian, we may need to go in a different direction. Like, okay, yeah. so, all right, here we go. This okay. is uh, this is a quick one, but for anyone listening, this was the original um, intro to the Duke of Digital back when I did not know what I was doing. And thank you so much for making it so good. Cause I think, I still think it's good today, but here we go. Here's the intro. Welcome to the Dukes of Digital Facebook ads podcast. Whether you're a digital marketing superstar or just starting out, we'll bring together the brightest experts to share the best oh, no. tips, tricks, and tools to grow your so, business using Facebook advertising. Here's uh, your host, Brian Mears. Wow. I no. will say I like the music choice. I sound like a 12-year-old mouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the team was like, Brian, what is this, like a uh, teen pop show? Like, what is going on? And I was like, no, it was exciting and it was fun. And, <laughs> And they're like, oh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need to go in a different direction. So <laughs> I got veto- I got vetoed by my whole team. But I love that you you had so much excitement, and it just it still makes me smile whenever I listen to that because uh, it was just you know I don't know it, it's the beginning of anything. Nothing will be perfect, and it's okay. You just need to keep moving forward. Yeah. And one, I was so thankful that you, because I was like, man, I don't know who to hire. I need someone that can do this. And I felt like I called in a favor and was like, oh I gosh. need someone that's better than me that can uh, do a little introduction. And you were like, yeah, cool. Let's do it quick. When you need it, uh, accept the microphone. <laughs> I mean, you can hear there's an echo in the room and I mean, everything. It's def- the strange thing is we think about podcasts now. They're so like everybody. I'm starting mm-hmm. my own podcast. Well, it's uh, like, that's great. Oh, everyone's got a podcast yeah, in L.A. Yeah. Um, but back then it was still so. It was pretty new back then. Yeah. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's uh, it's just fun that that's uh, yeah. I, it, it's from the beginning. And now, okay, I mean, it's sorry. cool because you just keep going and, and things get better. But yeah. All right. So let's transition here because I wanted to talk with you about two keywords. One is optimism and the second is grit. Sweet. And these are two words that I think I, just from knowing you would be two words that I'd probably use to describe you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay. So, you know, uh, in terms of optimism studies, uh, they did some studies on athletic teams and it showed that there were teams that were more optimistic, had a higher win rate than teams that were pessimistic in nature. You know, what are your thoughts kind of on the process of optimism in general? Um, so fun. I'm reading so many books on this right now. I mean, I, they're not necessarily self-help, but all these scientists, organizational psychologists who are studying groups and of people and optimism and all of that. I just think overall, it's it's a hard space for some people to be in all the time. 
But I think if you have few thing, a few things that you can return to often that remind you from a place of gratitude or wherever it is that like, oh yeah, I really am just, there's abundance all around me if I just take a second to get out of my own head. Um, that'll return you to the optimism and the gratitude and all of that constantly. And you got to have that to push you forward because mm-hmm. there's too much like heavy stuff in the world. It's like, no, you have to have a goal and you have to be pushing towards it in a positive way. Otherwise, what's the yeah. point really? Now, what's, wh- what made you, when, when did you start getting into acting? Um, <laughs> like, was this from like the age of two? You he, were he, when I didn't get into college. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I applied to I don't know eight colleges a day after the deadline, um, because then I thought if I didn't get in, then I could say that oh well I applied after the deadline, so it wasn't my fault. <laughs> uh, but then surprisingly, I didn't get in anywhere. Imagine that. Um, so then I was like, okay, I guess I have to go to community college. Um, and then I started doing plays in community college, and it was like, oh, this is actually really fun Mm -hmm. and I like this and uh then I just went into the city and I was like let me like audition for a bunch of schools and see if I'm decent at this I'll let them tell me um and then I got in at a bunch and I just went to the one that gave me the biggest scholarship and I was like okay cool I guess I'll try this nice nice (laughs) okay so in regards to the entertainment industry it's a a, a industry that's notorious for a lot of no's Mm-hmm. Um, right. That, you know, you're auditioning, you're, there's different roles all the time and there's a lot of movement to be able to get through to where the parts are at. Um, and most of my friends that are, you know, actors or actresses, you know, they, it's something that, you know, they won't necessarily talk about a lot cause they're like, no, nah, I just want to talk about the stuff that's winning and you know, the good moments. But you know, when we have moments where we can sit down and chat, I'll be like, you know, what's like, like, man, no, it's rough. You know, having someone tell you to your face, you're not right. Or you know, it's, you're not the best fit for this part, or you got number two out yeah. of 10,000. And you're like, that still doesn't feel great. <laughs> like you're, yeah, you're still fantastic. lost it. Yeah. You're like <laughs> I was so close. You know, how do, you know, what are your thoughts on, on optimism and, you know, through that process, you know, what keeps you going? Is it you know, just, I, there's just so many stories that I've heard, but I wanted to hear your thoughts. It's so freaking hard. Mm-hmm. I, I actually had an audition maybe a month ago that I I hadn't had an audition in a long time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. It's going to be great. You're going to do all the work. You're going to show it. You're going to be stoked. It's going to be awesome. Went in, gave it my all. The, um, <laughs> the reader was not present. There were 18 people in the room. None of them were paying attention. They're all on their phone. I mean, it was a scene out of La La Land okay. where she's doing a scene and no, and I was like, okay, like, great. This is, I'm getting to act today. How cool. Who cares if they're paying attention? I'm acting. Um, and then I got a talking to by the director who was like, okay, well, you're going to have to be willing to work, you know, overnight and you know, the pay is this and the this, and it's, Everything is like negative, negative, negative. And I walked out of the room and I got down into my car and I just started bawling. I was like, what am I doing this for? Like, I hate this. <laughs> and you have to give yourself permission to wallow for however long it is. Like, okay, I'm allowed to wallow for the next hour. I can wallow about the misery oh, that, that is acting. Um, and then after that, okay, tie up your bootstraps. It's, straps, it's on to the next thing. Um, I think that's an important part of optimism that I've learned is you got to feel the feel the crappy feels mm. in order to get to the good feels. 
and I like to put a time limit on it so I don't get too. I love that. I've never, I've never heard that with the time limit, but that's mm-hmm. such a good idea. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, failure is a natural part of life, but I think in our society, it's generally like winners, 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 hey, more winners. And so it's tough because that's a, a 1% or even less of people out there that the normal process is trying and trying again and trying again. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I've heard stories of like, you know, the biggest actors, you know, a lot of them were like, no, nah, man, here, I lost this role and this role and this role. And these are big roles where you're like, but you're, you know, I, I don't know. If you're I think of Mark Ruffalo's story, okay. which I think was like, he went on something like 600 auditions before booking one. That's amazing. Which you're just like, wow, you really have to hang in yeah. there. And I know like the normal ratio that my friends and I talk about is 100 auditions to one booking wow. is usually about the ratio. See, I think like what that's something that most people who are running a business would never understand or even be able to fathom. Like you're going to try something 100 times in 99, you're going to get 99 no's, but that one yes makes them all worth it. Yeah. But it, it, it's not guaranteed, but you're never going to get that one yes until you do those 99 and just keep going and going and going. And you never know when you've got the right look or the right, you know, uh, speaking presence or exactly what they're looking yeah. for that it that it works out. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> how important is, is optimism as an actress? You know, I think for, for other actresses that are out there, is it something that's critical? Is it essential? Is it something that helps with the process? This is interesting. I I have a lot of friends, one in particular who I'm thinking of who's very glass half empty, mm-hmm. who's had tons of successes. Um, he wouldn't call them successes, and he probably would say that his career isn't where he wants it to be, and he would say, but I think that's part of the reason glass half empty is trickier because there's never any celebration of like, oh, I had 100 auditions, but at least I got that last one. Thank God. Um, his is like, well, you know, it's a miracle I even got that last one because I didn't really deserve it. <laughs> and that's one way to look at it. Yeah. But it's a whole heck of a lot more fun to look at it like, oh, man, I got to do these audition things. I got to prep these 100 roles. I got to dive into these different careers and meet these different people. And this last one was really fun, and now I get to go work on it. I think it's just a matter of perspective. It's the same thing I was saying before, which is essentially, it's gonna be a lot more fun for you if you're more invested in the optimistic side of things rather than the pessimistic side yeah. of things. In uh, my opinion, I, I mean. No, I think it's so true. And I think a lot of that comes back from, you know, maybe uh, you, know, you say perspective, but also the goals. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are big in, you know, setting goals in business. And I think this can be one of the areas that leads to where there can be troubles is if they, set goals that are too high. Like I want to be the lead actor in the Avengers movie. Right. And you're like, Oh, I, you know, I'm a character, but I'm not the main one. And there's then unhappiness around that where everyone else on planet earth is like, you've made it, man. You just won the lotto. This is fantastic. Yeah. Like that's a huge success. But if there is that, you know, already they've set the bar too high. I, I do think it's important to be able to celebrate the wins along the way. Yeah. And it's tricky, too, because we're in a business where um, a lot of winning is not controllable on my part. Oh, that's such right? a good like, point. I can say that my goal is to be the lead in the Avengers movie, but if I look like the director's ex-wife, he's not going to hire me, yep. and that has nothing to do with me. Yep. 
you know? So one of the big things I've done this past year in particular was like, what are the goals that I can set that I know I can achieve? So my big goal may be, oh, I want to be in an Avengers movie. But like, who are all of the casting directors who cast Avengers movies? And can I go to those workshops? And can I make an effort to, you know, see the films of every single director who's ever done an Avengers movie? So I have a really clear idea of like, what are they looking for? What are they doing? And can I be working on that material in class and turning it into things that are controllable for me so that then I actually have wins to celebrate rather than, oh, they never called me in or they didn't do, it's like, no, 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 I need to take action on my own. I mean, you're a business owner, uh -huh. you know, it's very, it's the same as sales or anything like that. It's all self-motivated. So what are the things that you can actually accomplish that just head you in that direction? I think the fact that you mentioned there are elements that you will never be able to control is such a beautiful point yeah. because they're, they're everywhere in life. There are things that you can't change or adjust and no matter what you do, you will never be able to control them. And all you have the ability to do is control yourself. yourself. And I think that it's a that real is, bummer. But I think the fact that how you I know it, it does where you're like, no, if everyone just did it my way, yeah, everything, everything would be great. Everything would be great. <laughs> but I think the fact of what you, you walk through in that example of what can I control? What can I do? How can I position myself with no, doing my homework, understanding their world? putting myself in a situation where I will be in their world and ha can have conversations with them uh, that are, you know, intelligent. Oh, that's so good. That's yeah. such a good point. I think it's the foundations of business, right? That's any business owner. Mm -hmm. uh, why do people want to invest in your company? Because you can pull up the numbers and the data and all of the stuff and say, okay, here are the numbers. If you're interested, let me know. So even though I'm in a creative field, it's still the same. I still have to be able to say, oh, here's all the work I've been doing on my own. If you're interested, let me know. Yeah. And then walk away and yeah. be willing to walk away and know that the work you did is like good and enough. And that's good. Oh, I love it. Now let's talk about grit. Oh, my favorite. Which is something I, I love. You know, people will ask me, you know, like what is, you know, the secret to success? And I've said for a long time, like I feel like it's grit. And then there's been other famous speakers that have said it, and I was like, yeah. woohoo, I had it right. Have you read Angela Duckworth's book, Grit? I'm not sure. <gasps> I am going to. Okay, yeah, you have to. Okay, I'm going to check it out. She's incredible. Okay, so we'll walk us through it. What are okay. some of the, the points to Grit, um, which is basically when things get tough, you're able to preserve because you have passion for a topic or passion for the outcome. So what would be some of the things you would say in regards to grit? That's that not, that know, keep that's me a, going? Keep, like, yeah, like how would you describe that to others? Um, I guess what I would say is just this internal fire. It's okay. just kind of like consistently burning and always reconnecting to the task at hand um, and being fueled by that, you know, not being not you know oh you didn't get this audition oh that's the end of that mm -hmm. it's like okay well thank god there's going to be 50 more so i better get ready for those yeah um it, it, it's uh, it's a great conversation to have because i think it's just a rewiring to own this loss and now let's get on to the next thing that mm -hmm. we can accomplish here yeah. um so it's just not allowing your setbacks to get in the way of where you want to go yeah, I, I, I've just seen it happen so many times with other business owners where they are just resilient. 
Um, I mean, like back to your example of the the hundred or ninety nine to one of auditions. I mean, some people would look at that and be like, "That's horrible! Like those are horrible odds." <laughs> they are. But I hear that and I'm like, "But there." So you're but, saying so there's, there's a, a chance. chance. <laughs> That's right. Like, okay, so which one of those hundred? And then I would be like, because it'd be something that I, I'm gen. I do things that I care about or I'm passionate about. I would be like, how quickly? can I get those 99 turned over and knock on those doors? Meaning yeah. there's one in there somewhere. Yeah. Let me go figure out what they, what they are. I mm mean, -hmm. um, I don't know, man, I've never, man, no one knows this story. When I was a kid, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to let you in on a little oh, secret, right? It. I was probably 10 years old and I remember being like, I want to be an actor. Okay. And my mom was like, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> and there was a, a, a commercial on TV that was like, if you want to be a child actor, come to this company and, and we'll talk to you and do a casting call with you and see if there's potential. And I remember going in there and this was before I had braces. So my teeth were kind of all over the place and you know, not the best. And I went in being like, Hey, and they're like, read a line. And I was a little shy, yeah. you know, being in front of the camera and they did we were there for five, 10 minutes. And the guy's like, you'll never make it to my mom. Like, yeah, there's no shot. Um, and I was like, Oh, and I remember being oh. devastated as a kid what? to be like, he was just like, you don't have the look. Uh, you're too shy in front of the camera. And you know, he was being honest. If he, this guy was saw maybe a hundred kids, and, you know, it's rough. It was rough for me because yeah. I was remember being like, "Oh shoot!" But still, but to that, a tiny human. Come uh, on. yeah. But I mean, I mean, I don't know. He, he was being honest. So yeah, obviously for me, I was like, end of acting career happened on that day, um, which was rough. But there was, like, at that point, I didn't have grit. I didn't have perseverance. It'd be like whatever, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. And like, I'm going to go to number two and number three, number four. Like I was little. So I was like, okay, this guy says I don't have what it takes. And that's the feedback that I get after trying to do it. What would you say for other people that might be in a similar situation of, you know, little Brian, where they're like, I'm just starting out. And the first thing they hear is nope, no way. Um, just walk away. You'll never make it. Oh, I have a lot of things to say. Okay, First go. of all, I want to punch that guy in the face oh. who said that to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll go find him. We'll go. We'll Hunt go. him down. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's what they're seeing now in the science is, well, okay, two things. First of all, grit is a buildable skill. Um, and a lot of it happens when you're younger. Your parents are able to help you build grit. I listened to the episode with your dad. I loved it. Yeah. Sweet, sweet man. He's a cool guy. Um, and a lot of the things he was talking about, he set a really good example for you in terms of grit. Um, I think that's a big part of it, seeing people around you who have that grit and then being inspired. Uh, the other thing is you can, like I said, build it. There's all this science right now um, in terms of myelin, which is essentially the um, cord that wraps around all the stuff that that in your brain that makes habits and creates habits. Okay. And you can strengthen those cords um, by practicing a thing over and over again. It's the same as like an amazing pitcher throwing a baseball. The number of times that he throws that baseball, he's reinforcing that circuit so that he's getting that like awesome turn on the ball and it's going in the way he wants every single time. Uh, so grit is the same way, right? So is it comfortable to practice all the time? No, but it's like, that same element of like, okay, like I gave myself my hour to wallow and now like, can I take an actionable step yeah. towards this next thing? Um, and then giving yourself, giving yourself stuff to do. 
it's really easy to be passive. Um, it's not as easy to go get shit done. Yeah. But you got to do it. Um, I don't, I, how do you build? I, I think it's just practice, it's, like being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, biography, mm-hmm. he's like reps, reps, reps. Yeah. And I'm like, I love that quote. He's like, how did I become the biggest you know, bodybuilder? <laughs> he's like, it was reps, reps, reps. Like yeah. I just was in the gym lifting weights more than anyone else. And I kept doing it and doing it and doing yeah. it. And then after a while, all of a sudden you are the strongest man or, or the best at what you're doing. And yeah. I think, have you heard about like, they have the 10,000 hour, have oh, you ever heard about yes. that? So I think for anyone Outliers, not listening, is that, there you go. That's right. Um, that you know, there's 10,000 hours that you'll have to put into a specific task to be able to master it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times I think people, I, I, I've seen it a lot, but people will start and be like, I'm going to do this. And they're like, I put in like seven hours and oh, it's not working for me. And I'm <laughs> like, you've got a long way to go. Yeah. And the more you do it, and I think that's where grit a lot of times come from is just trying and practicing and doing it. And once you go through that process, if you want that, that final outcome, what's crazy is most of the people that get to a place that people would recognize them for, yeah. they become famous or well-known for something have a tremendous amount of grit and they did from back when, when they started that they're like, I want to get to that end point. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's essential to be able to, to have that. I think so for sure. I, I, I will say this. I think a lot of times we hear these stories, Oh, she walked into this audition, she booked this thing and now she's a huge star. What they're not seeing is the seven to 10 years of hard yep. work. The other piece of it is pay attention. If after seven hours you're like, Oh, this is terrible. I don't want to do it anymore probably not the thing that lights your soul on fire. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You have to trust your gut and trust that like the things that really get you going, you're going to want to spend time on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now you just completed 365 days of meditation. Yes. Consecutively in, in a row. Yeah. No breaks. Like no you breaks. did it every day, every day for one year. Telling the truth? I'm telling the truth. That's, that's impressive. So yeah, every yeah. day, one year, like what if you were sick one day or you overslept? Had to do it. You still were like that. So yeah, I it didn't get... have to happen like at the same time every day. I oh, just okay. had to do it every day. And it could be anywhere from five to 35 minutes, I think was the longest I did. Got it. So how did that affect you through that process in terms of, you know, remaining optimistic during difficult times? Like what was... You know, how were you at the beginning of that year and how were you at the end? Like, what was the difference after that process was going? I read this meme recently on Instagram uh, that was, um, hold on, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Uh, you know, your life is really shitty when you actually start meditating. Ah, oh, I love it. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I feel that on a deep level. <laughs> so that's where I was in a really, really, I mean, just abysmal place last year. And I was like, okay, well, um, there's a few things you've been resisting for a really long time, so let's do those things. Uh, and I'll be honest, those things were therapy, yoga, and meditation. Okay. They were the three things that I was like, they're so dumb, I hate them. And I was like, okay, well, we're gonna dive right in because clearly all this other shit's not working. Um, so when I started meditating, it was a nightmare. I hated it, um, but I had set, a goal. I knew if I said, you're going to do this for a month, A, it's not going to make a difference. Um, that's not to say you shouldn't set a goal yeah. for doing it for a month. But for me, I knew it was like, no, 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 this is going to be a life change. And the only way I'm going to stick with this as a life trajectory goal is to do it for a whole year. 
I don't know if that's good or bad. But I was like, okay, so great. Month one, month two, we're just like not great. Like just crying, hating everything, mm -hmm. all the things coming up. Month three and four started to get interesting because that was when I would notice thoughts pop up and be like, oh, that's an interesting thought. And I was like, I'm meditating. Oh, my God, I'm noticing thoughts. Um, and then really it was months five and six that in my interactions and in my acting that I saw the biggest sort of shift in just how I was approaching stuff. And then when stuff would come at me, how I was responding was far less critical of myself or egotistical or, you know, it just felt very, um, it's a different sort of space to, it's yeah. far less reactive yep. is the best way I can think. Now you've, you've done a lot with, um, you know, martial arts, mm -hmm. uh, which is always, I mean, I'll, we'll go do a workout in the mornings and then I'll see you doing, you know, Krav Maga at like <laughs> lunchtime and then, <laughs> Some, something else in the evening. I'm like, oh man, like you're, you definitely had me beat there uh, for a <laughs> bit. But what have you learned from the process of martial arts that have helped you through, you know, maybe some difficult times or, or remaining optimistic? I always think of this one quote from back when I was practicing like a more traditional form of karate that was um, there, you know, you go through the belt system and a lot of people get their black belt and they're like, cool, I'm done learning. Like I've done it. Mm -hmm. I have my black belt. And the old saying is, no, you have your black belt. Now you're ready to start learning. Oh, nice. Um, and the thing I love about martial arts, other than the athletic component of it, is that it's constant learning. It doesn't matter how good you are. Mm -hmm. You're still learning. You're still growing. I feel like acting is exactly the same way. I can be the lead in an Avengers movie. It doesn't mean I stop learning, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm just going to dive into another character who I don't know anything about and get to learn all about them. And then I'm going to dive into another role that I know nothing about. So it's this kind of return to being a beginner all the time and yeah. being excited to be a beginner. Oh, I, I love that. I love that. The, the wonder, mm -hmm. the element of wonder of always being open to learning and, and finding yeah. new things. Um, well, let's, let's do this as we kind of come to a close here. Um, I had two more questions for you. Okay. You, you've been around a lot of very successful people in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. uh, people in the entertainment industry, people who are business owners. Um, what are some of the things that you've noticed, um, these people are doing that has helped them rise above or become very successful in their careers? Uh, two things come to mind immediately. The okay. first of which is grit. Just this unrelenting, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm hanging in there. The other one is um, an ability to just be themselves. And I think that's such a hard thing to do um, in an industry that's constantly asking you to be someone else. Mm -hmm. In a society that's constantly asking you to be someone else. But the people who I know and admire the most are just like, this is me, take it or leave it. Like, here I am, are you interested? No? Okay, cool, yeah. I'll find someone who is. Because there always will be someone who is. Uh, and so leaning into, this is what I have to offer. This is it, this is me, yeah. And trusting it then, mm -hmm. that like, there's there's a market for whatever that is. Yep. Oh, I love that, great advice. Um, any final words uh, of wisdom 
for our listeners out there, or these can be people just starting a business or someone looking to get into acting or a hugely successful fortune 500 CEO, any, any last thoughts that you would leave to them about life or business? Um, okay. Can I say two? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know if they're, if how we, great yeah, they are, but we, yeah, two, let me check the rule book. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can do two. Okay, great. <laughs> um, I think the first one is, um, what we started off with do what ignites your insides and pay close attention to what ignites your insides because you might be surprised for me it would be hot sauce <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's hot. Yeah, like, <laughs> warm inside Ooh. okay so do what ignites your your insight what what you're passionate about yeah okay and it might not be the thing you think um the other thing i would say is the more good I do outside of me for the world, the happier a person I am and the more I feel like I have to offer to the people around me, which is a, this is a recent, this past year thing. Mm -hmm. It's like when I step outside of, I have to accomplish this goal and this goal and this goal. And I'm just like, what good can I do for my community? Like, how can I, how can I not be so ego driven in what I need right now? I, Maybe that sounds so hippy dippy and Los Angelino, but when I do that, it's just you you're like, "Oh, I'm just a human in the world and we're just supposed to help each other and that's really what that's really what it's all about. The rest'll come and it's good and I enjoy it. But like life life is like human to human interaction and that's the most important. Oh, thing. It's, it's wonderful advice. Oh, I oh, I just I've had so many stories of where I've tried to go through a door and I was surprised that the way I got in at how that path and I was like, I had nothing to do with me setting goals or doing things. Yeah. It had to do with meeting someone who was over here and at different elements that ultimately led to, wow, I never would have imagined that that would have been the path yeah. to where I wanted to go. Yeah. Um, but fantastic advice. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for, for having me being on the show today. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, to hear when the, the new project is completed and we can check it out. Mm -hmm. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Duke of Digital podcast with Brian Meert. Want to network with other business owners? Join our exclusive group at facebook.com slash groups slash Duke of Digital. Fancy the Duke? Leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and you could be mentioned on the show. The Duke of Digital was produced by Advertise Mint and recorded in Hollywood, California. All rights reserved.